Hi everyone! Welcome to Mabuhay Maxima! This is the podcast that encourages you to experience happiness, compassion, and kindness in a world that really tempts you not to. And this is MR, your host. Hello everyone! Hi everyone! Welcome to episode 6! My golly! <laughs> so, thank you for listening today. And if it is your first time, let me introduce myself. My name is MR. I'm a flight attendant, I'm a freelance author, and I'm a financial advisor. And Mabuhay Maxima is this, a podcast wherein I try my best to express how I feel and my thoughts towards different issues in my country, the Philippines, and in the world in terms of sustainability, well-being, and travel and lifestyle. So I hope you guys like it. It's easy to believe in yourself when you have no failure, but life is easy when things are easy. It's easy to love when you're in a great relationship. It's easy to work when everything is going well. And what if your life is not written that way? What if you just got through a breakup? What if... No matter how hard you try, you always bump and fall. No matter how well you do at work, you'll always be scrutinized or screened at. What do you do? This episode, we will talk about that. We will talk about how do you deal with heartbreak. First things first, I believe it will be really nice if we set ourselves in the right mood for it. So, I've chosen some poems to read from famous writers like Lang Liev to well-starting ones. And I even chose the proper music for it too. (laughs) So, okay, let's start! So, guys, if you have this book, you can read along with me. It's Memories by Lang Liev. I will be reading page 99, the title is Broken Hearts. Broken Hearts by Lang Liev I know you've lost someone and it hurts. You may have lost them suddenly, unexpectedly. Or perhaps you began losing pieces of them until one day there was nothing left. You may have known them all your life or you may have barely known them at all. Either way, it is irrelevant. You cannot control the depth of a wound another inflicts upon you. Which is why I'm not here to tell you tomorrow will be a new day, that the sun will go on shining, or there are plenty of fish in the sea. What I will tell you is this, it's okay to be hurting as much as you are. What you're feeling is not only completely valid but necessary, because it makes you so much more human. And though I can't promise it will get better anytime soon, I can tell you that it will eventually. For now, all you can do is take your time. Take all the time that you need. Now, the second poem that I'm about to read is from a Filipino author. He is arguably the best spoken word artist in our time. His name is Juan Miguel Severo, and I will be reading from his book, Habang Wala Pa Sila. If you have the copy, 
I will be reading from page 65. The title is Ang Mga Lugar. Ay pawang mga lugar lamang. Ang mga lugar ay pawang mga lugar lamang. Ni Juan Miguel Severo. Ang mga parke ay pasyalan. Ang mga kalsada ay para sa mga sasakyan. Ang mga puno para sa lilim. Ang mga poste ng ilaw, tanglaw sa dilim. Sabihin mo sa sarili mo, ang mga lugar ay pawang mga lugar lamang. Huwag kang magkakamaling hanapin maski anino niya sa tabi mo o ang mga hakbang ng mga paanyang dati sumasabay sa'yo. Walang kinalaman ang paglubog ng araw sa init ng kanyang kamay o ang simoy ng hangin sa ginhawa ng kanyang akbay ang huni ng mga hiibon sa inyong tawa. Wala na siya. Ito ang napatunayan ko. Kaya mong makabisa ang bawat liko ng isang syudad nang hindi ito itinuturing na tahanan. Ang mga lugar ay pawang mga lugar lamang. Hanggang magkasama niyong mamasda ng mga ito, ang sementong sahig ay mananampiling tahimik kung hindi niyo sinulat dito ang inyong kwento. Ang inyong kwento, mga pangako, mga problemang binuno. Paulit-ulit, paulit-ulit, ipapaalala ko sa sarili ko. Ang bawat kanto na pinalagpas, bawat sulok na wala mo pang bakas, ang iyong ngiti, iyong muka, ang iyong ulo sa akin dibdib. Maglalaboy ako hanggang maligaw sa syudad itong nakasanayan kong pag-ibig. Maglalaboy ako hanggang matanggap ko itong mga lugar na pawang mga lugar lamang at hindi tahanan ng mga alaala mo. My third poem that I will read will be from a friend of mine and a very fantastic writer. Her name is Porcupine Strongwill, and I'll be reading from her book, Forgotten Things to Say. If you have a copy, I will be reading from page 74, this poem. This poem by Porcupine Strongwill. This poem is not for orange skies, nor for the scent of after rainfall at night, nor for daisies swinging in the wind, nor diamonds and other pretty things. This poem is for the time I met you. For the time you taught my heart how to fall, for when I had someone to call mine. For the time you parted ways without saying goodbye, for when I heard you were doing just fine, but not I. This poem is not for worlds unknown, but for all my dusk and for all my missing dawns. Perhaps someday I shall write of many other things. Oh yes, I might. But this poem is for the time I loved you. So this last poem that I'm going to read is from the book Love and Other Wars. The author is me. <laughs> I wrote the book two to three years ago and it has been out at specialty coffee shops at eightlettersbublishing.com and through my website 
So if you're interested of making a purchase, just hit me up. But if you have a copy, thank you for so much for purchasing. And I will be reading from page 25, White Flags. White Flags by M.R. Maximo It is not all rainbows and fairy tales, nor is it all laughs and cuddles. Remember why we built our fortresses in the first place? So do not act surprised. Remember how we tore each other's towers down? So do not act robbed. Go, build your fortress again. I will stand with the remnants of mine. Shield yourself from all the sorrow and pain while I bask in the memory of the damage that you left behind. So that's it for my four poems. If you're already getting teary-eyed, I'll give you this opportunity to grab a tissue, but I highly doubt it because my reading out loud skills is meh. <laughs> um, let me share to you some of my own heartbreak stories. And if you're curious, no, I will not do name-dropping. There will be no such thing. So, yeah, bleh. Okay. So... I remember when I was in college, I was crying real hard over some fight that I had with my ex-boyfriend that time. And I was really crying. And, well, you have to take note that, one, I'm not supposed to have relationships while I'm in school. But don't worry, if my mom hears this, she knows about it now, so it's okay. So, I'm not supposed to have relationships when I'm in school. And during the time that I was crying, there was no one else in the house but me. So, I was that free to scream and cry out. So, I was really in so much pain. Because it was a rocky relationship, to be honest. I was... I just didn't want to be the person to give up and people to tell me that I gave up. So, I stuck with it. So I was crying real hard and I remember sitting at the rocking chair and hugging myself and we used to have this promise ring and I remember in uh, my pain I removed the ring and threw it across the floor and it well it went very far it went <laughs> It went under the large cabinet and I'm like, no, I was like, I was already crying, I was already teary and I was really crying so hard and I was like, no, why, why did you go there? So I was, I was already reprimanding myself for doing such a silly thing by throwing the ring. So I was all on all fours, reaching under the cabinet and looking for it because I had this this thinking then that if I did not find it, it's like I threw the re- the relationship away. So I was looking for it and under the, the cabinet, it was really, really, really dusty. So I don't care. I was in tears. I was like, I was really thin then, like really, really, really thin. So like part of my head is already under the cabinet half of my upper body and I was in tears so by the time I found the ring I was soiled by tears and dust and everything and I was looking back it feels so funny 
I have another story wherein we'll always get angry. So there was this time wherein he got so angry he broke up with me in front of a crowd. He it was also a rocky relationship. I don't know what's with me in rocky relationships. I know I really really know how to pick the good ones. <laughs> so it was a rocky relationship and I I believe that I did the best that I could. And I remember being so shocked and just telling him that I'm sorry and walking out with whatever dignity I have left. Another story would be, I was in college again, I think, but no, this is not because of a relationship. Um, I had a fight with my mom and... I was a really confused kid. I mean, in terms of my own perception of myself and my surroundings. And my mother was really strict. She was not that supportive, as comforting as how you would see the moms on TV or whatever. And I remember that we were having an argument and I I was already crying and she was goading me saying why are you crying why are you crying why are you crying and and i was really so confused and so much in pain and i just told her to get out of my room i i i I yelled at her it's actually my first time to yell at her that that day and i remember i remember her face it was well she was already she's already white but no, she's not white. I mean, she has already very light skin. But I didn't think it would be any whiter. She looked at me and just left. And I remember telling myself that I would never yell at a person like that ever again. I don't want to see that face ever again. guys <laughs> and the last story that I'm about to share I believe I have been working for the company that I'm working for as a flight attendant I believe I I was just regularized as a flight attendant and I came home from my very first layover from London and I was so excited like my suitcase was full of munchies and biscuits and all of those fancy tea time stuff from london and i got home that day like i brought in my luggage and i told my parents that venture that i got it was my first time i was so excited and they were excited for me and when i was done talking my mom's phone rang and i didn't mind you know Uh, i went i went to my suitcase and on the way there my mom made this um, awkward laugh and she said that my grandfather died and I remember walking over to her looking over her shoulder and reading the text yeah it was from my uncle and it says there that yeah my lolo is gone and 
I'm such a lost girl, Yui. And bef- a few months before he died, he lived with us for two years before he had to be transferred to the house of my uncle to be closer to a hospital. Remember those biscuits and munchies that I mentioned earlier? More than half of those were meant for him because we were supposed to visit him the day after. And I remember when I read that text, I was like, okay, it didn't sink in right away. So I walked away, went to my suitcase, and I remember when my hand touched the handle of my suitcase, it was already shaking. And for a moment, I was confused why it was shaking. And then a million voices screamed in my head that my grandfather is gone. And I broke. So hard. I remember finding myself sitting on the floor and crying so much. So, I believe one of the reasons why as much as possible I give people the benefit of the doubt is because I really believe that everyone has their own story to tell. Everyone is going through their their own heartbreak. So, when you are in the pits of despair, when you feel that there is no more tomorrow, and when you feel so broken, like your heart was smashed into a thousand pieces, and you feel that there's nothing left, what do you do? Well, my first suggestion is you cry. Cry hard, cry loud, cry as much as you want. It's okay. You have every right to your own grief. Cry as much as you feel that should be. Like for example, when my father cried, my when my grandfather died, I didn't think that I would break down like that. You know, like the like the kind that you see in telenovelas. <laughs> yeah, that kind, that kind of breakdown. So I broke down for that. Because I believe when you cry it out. You are expressing and releasing the pain that you are currently feeling. And yes, man, you are very much allowed to cry. Do not be swallowed by the stereotype that strong men don't cry. Because honestly, I've, I've followed that for a major part of my life. Um... I thought that crying is a sign of weakness. Well, because I was raised in a way that that teaches you that crying is a sign of weakness. Eventually, I learned that crying is not a sign of weakness. It is a sign of strength because it is your ability to move past your pride, to move past all of your feelings and acknowledge that you are in pain and this is hurting you and when you cry it is acknowledgement of your pain right and in all problems first solution to it is you realize that you do have a problem cry it all out cry as much as you want cry every night if you want it's okay cry under the blankets cry with music on cry into your pillow 
cry it out, cry as much as you need. But there is a downside to crying. I mean to the art of crying. Because when you cry and you cry and you cry, you get these feelings out. These feelings of pain and loneliness. And it does have a tendency to consume you in a way wherein you feel that you are not deserving of happiness. You are. And you must realize that you are not the only one suffering. Does it mean that it downplays your your right to grieve? It doesn't. It just means that if you allow yourself to get drowned in your pain and sorrow. So when I said a while ago, when you cry, you are moving past your pride and shields to acknowledge that you are hurt. Now, pride and your shields have a tendency to get back at you. It's like their way of saying na, ah, ganun pala ha. So, they will get back to you and make you feel that you have to be the most sad. Like, this happened to your life. And even the, sm- the little things after that, it feels bad regardless of not really being that bad in order to build up that pile of sadness so become you become more sad and sad and sad and sad now when you cry it out when you cry out all your pain and heartbreak you have to realize that you are crying things out you are not crying to absorb more pain and heartbreak in point is you have every right to grieve you have every right to be sad to wallow just remember why you are wallowing wallow for the release of your pain do not wallow in order to get more opportunity to wallow and get more pain if you know what i mean and as you feel that there is no point that there will be no more sunshine that there will be no more rain i hope you take something from the poem that I read a while ago from Lang Liev. I chose that for a reason. That it does not mean that it will get better tomorrow, but it will. Eventually. Because that is true. Everything will eventually get better. It's not easy, but it's not impossible. And I hope that Even in your pain and hardship and heartbreak, you realize that you are an amazing human being. You are a unique creature here on earth made for a purpose. And you will never be given a task that you cannot get over. You will never be given a struggle that you cannot jump over. You have to trust in your higher power. In whatever God you believe in. Trust that His plans for you are for your better. Coincidentally enough, I had a student who was in pain and went to message me yesterday and he told me about his griefs and sorrows and doubts. And exactly enough, his Facebook motto was, scars are beautiful. This is what I'm saying here. That 
you will never be given a task that you cannot get over and you have to trust why that task is given to you why that kind of hardship is given to you why that kind of heartbreak is given to you because it molds you to be that person that you are meant to be it gives you that scars that makes you better than the person that you were yesterday it gives you that mindset that makes you realize that looking back a few years and you are so different from the person that you once were when you're young and you're still exploring life you will fall so many times and you will doubt yourself and think if you're doing anything wrong and i'm telling you it's okay it's okay to fall it's okay to doubt yourself it's part of the process it's really okay allow yourself that opportunity to doubt yourself because i believe that when you doubt yourself you challenge yourself to gain that strength to always learn to motivate yourself and believe yourself despite what others say because honestly what other people say is nothing compared to what you say about yourself and if you believe yourself no matter how many doubts you have given yourself then what could what pain could other people can possibly do and when you fall fall forward <laughs> i know it seems and sounds odd but if you can if you fall down on the ground wallowing tears and have it water the earth until the plants of grief and sadness sprout black roses and whatnot fall forward so that even when you're down on the ground you're still closer to your destination follow me raise your index and middle finger and point let it let the fingertips touch any flat surface so it's like they're walking feet right take one step forward one step forward one step forward and lay them flat like as if, as if they fell so they fell forward right because you don't, don't fall them back fall it forward and when you raise them up like how legs would work one step up and another the gap between when you fell and the position you were when you rose yourself up is great there's a distance going forward so even if you fall it lets you go to your destination to your dream to your goal to whatever you want to achieve in life say in a relationship where you fall you get your heartbreak still fall forward do not fall back because if you fall forward it means you learn something from the relationship this is what i mean for falling by falling forward learn something from the relationship learn something from what you experience and let your pain and and suffering remind you that the mistake that you did should not be done again so when you fall forward either in life work or in love you get closer to your destination to what the kind of person you should be when you get to your goal so there was a time in my life wherein i got hurt and 
heartbroken so much and so frequently that I decided to build a wall around myself. So I built this wall brick by brick around myself, protecting myself so that I will not get hurt again. It made me less receptive to emotion. I became a mental mercenary. Ha! Yeah, thought of that term. (laughs) So anyway. So I had this wall up and I thought I was fine and dandy until I met this person who was so walled up that the person does not even see the difference between the good and the bad and the happy and the sad anymore. It's because I guess his wall was so high. That's the thing with walls. It keeps things from getting in, but at the same time, it keeps you from going out. I felt sad for that person, and I realized that if I do not check myself, I will be that person. I will be that person whose walls were so up high that I do not see the difference between what's happening with me and the world and everything anymore. And I guess I can attest to this when... As a cabin crew, you get to experience many medical emergencies in flight. And three years ago, I believe I experienced my first death on board. So somebody died in the plane. And we did everything that we can do. We did CPR, we called the doctor, everything. Absolutely everything, but he was still gone. And it was my very first time to see a person die like from life to death and my colleagues were very worried for me because I might break down I might cry I might be stressed out and because they all were honestly they all were and I was really really sad honestly I was really sad because I was actually serving them they were in my side of the plane I was serving the the passenger and his wife and then later on in the into the flight it will just be the wife and I checked myself and I was really so confused because eventually I felt nothing and I was 101% sure that the MR of a few years before that incident would have cried her eyes out and it got me troubled in a way because I did not know if I was getting stronger or if I was getting indifferent. And I guess that was my wake-up call. Yeah, I have to tear my walls down. And so eventually I did. And I remember there was a point of my process where I looked at myself in the mirror and I realized that I really do not know that person anymore. I really do not know the person who was so strong and was such a mental mercenary that I I don't know, she looked really different and I remember praying so hard for my Lord to bring me back to the person that I once was before I did that silly decision of walling myself up. I'm so thankful that I'm I'm okay now. I mean, 
I'm not as walled up as I was before. I am no longer afraid to experience pain because I have come to terms with an understanding that pain is essential to life. I just saw it passing on the TV when I was really, really young. So it was an episode of the doctors and there was this baby who had a condition wherein she cannot feel pain. Like she is already touching her eyeball. She cannot feel anything. And that, I guess it was like the in and out guy from the last few episodes that fleeting moment was an eye-opener for me of how important pain is, of how important heartbreak is. And I guess it takes a lot of reflection, crying. Yes, it does take a lot of crying. Reflection, crying, and emotional stability to keep that mindset. So during the years that I was dancing the cha-cha with grief and heartbreak, I learned a few things. One, the heart is really, really a powerful organ. It is not just powered by blood, but also the strength of will. Even if your heart is broken today, it doesn't mean that it's the end for you. Do not be Padme from Star Wars who lost the will to live because she was so heartbroken. Do not be that person. Please, I beg you. You do not just feed your heart with blood. You feed it with strength of will. Cry it out. Like I said, cry it out. It's okay. Cry it out every day. Even if you have to motivate yourself because I want to still have tomorrow because I want to still cry tomorrow, that's okay. Give yourself that strength of will to push forward and your heart will do the rest. Next thing I learned is that real courage is not building an amazing armor (laughs) but having the will to still fight despite the pain. This is what I was telling you about the wall. I made such an impressive wall that I almost did not see that person who had his armor so great and so amazing and so shiny that he could not see anything anymore. Besides that, being walled up also means you are alone in the dark. Because when you have your wall high, light will not come in. How will you know when happiness is already there? And looking back, if there's one thing that I'm grateful for from all of the pain and struggle and heartbreak that I have experienced is that I'm thankful for my demons, thankful for all of my self-doubts and for the little voices in my head who told me that I'm not good enough, that I'm not great enough and that voices in my head will will tell me that I'm not smart enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not worthy enough to even receive the basic kind of love that I will have to fight and strive and do the very best in everything that I do just to get the minimum requirement of love. I'm thankful for them because if it were not for them, I would not be here. 
It showed me the capacity of my strength and my willingness to still love despite all of the demons going blabber, 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 blabber on me. I was so proud. I'm that kind of a proud person wherein I would motivate myself to wake up every day and do my very best to move forward just so I could prove my inner demons wrong. Yes, my motivation was to outsmart imaginary things, I know. (laughs) But yeah, it worked. And years later, here I am. I remember a friend that I met overseas. She's younger than me. She's I was already working, she was still studying and she was crying all the time and I really know what she felt because I was there once and she told me how can she go from her state then to my state now and I remember telling her to just trust her own process and believe in herself because it will get her there. When I say process and trust in her journey as well, it also means that she will make mistakes. And you will make mistakes, I will make mistakes along the way. It lets us learn what to do. I think mistakes are really, really, really important no matter how painful they are. It lets us learn what to do. I think mistakes are really, really, really important no matter how painful they are. It builds you up as a person and makes you unique from everybody else and makes you way better than the person that you were yesterday my heart can love as great as the first time every time when i wish it to be because i again the heart is fueled by blood and strength of will i believe blood is sort of automatic because as long as you're alive then blood will still flow there but the strength of your heart is def- is defined by how much strength of will you put it in and i believe it will be so amazing if every single one of us will be able to look at pain in the eye and tell him that i'm not afraid i am not afraid of you and that i still have the capacity to love as if i have never been hurt before imagine how powerful that is so yeah what a roller coaster of an episode this is. Roller coaster, roller coaster, roller coaster, roller coaster, roller. <laughs> so, anyway, how to deal with heartbreak. Um, just to summarize everything that I've said, it will be one, cry. Cry as much as you want, and it's okay. Cry and fall if you have to. But when you fall, always fall forward. Number two, love fully all the time no matter how much it hurts the greatness of the love that you give is parallel to the greatness of the love that you will receive and instant in that such a motivation and lastly do your best in everything that you do may it be going behind the wall with your hands up and sliding down and crying like in those old school Filipino dramatic movies (laughs) or in having a relationship do not be afraid of getting hurt I believe if you do not do your best because you're too afraid 
at the end of it all, you will look back and think what you have done wrong and what you could have done to make things right. But when you already did your best, then when it all ends, you'll just look back and say thank you and move forward. you are wherever you are if you are hurting right now i hope that my voice will be somehow comforting to you you'll be somehow of a source of strength and support and i really really wish you the best and i know that you will get through this and if you're listening and you're looking back at the harsh memories that you've had then i'm happy for you Because it means that you've moved forward and you're better than you were. So that's it for episode 6. Thank you so much for staying. Honestly, I thought that I would be frustrated like the last episode after making it. But I'm feeling full. I mean heartful after making this. And I hope you do too. And I wish you a good, good night's rest. A really, really good, good night's rest. And I hope you wake up refreshed and well. And if you're going through some hardship, someone, something that will send you some love and hope that things will get better. So yeah, this is MR of Mabuhay Maxima, the podcast, and I will talk to you soon. Bye!